0: Hello everyone and welcome to Chemistry is Everywhere, a show where I will talk about chemistry in our daily lives and in the world around us. The topic of today is hydrogen. Many countries have embraced hydrogen as part of their plans for a cleaner future and facilitate hydrogen for the use in transportation and buildings. Most of the hydrogen today is still produced from fossil fuels such as natural gas and also energy sources are based on fossil fuels. When I listen to policy makers there seems to be confusion about how hydrogen can help to reach climate goals. So in this episode I will discuss the chemistry of hydrogen, hydrogen production methods and the color spectrum, and also the use of hydrogen as a fuel, both by combustion and as hydrogen fuel cells. Hydrogen is a chemical element with symbol H and atomic number 1. It's the first element of the periodic table and consists of one proton with a positive charge and one electron with a negative charge. Hydrogen is the most abundant element in our universe, and the sun, for example, consists for about 75% of hydrogen. Due to the sun's extremely high temperature, hydrogen in the sun is present in the, in the plasma phase. Plasma is a state of matter where the gas has so much energy that electrons are no longer associated with the individual protons and this gives plasma a very high conductivity and also makes that it interacts with electrical and magnetic fields on earth hydrogen same as oxygen and nitrogen does not exist as single atoms but as a deatomic molecule in the case of hydrogen with the formula H2 and that is a colourless, odourless and non-toxic gas. Hydrogen gas is very rare in our atmosphere the level is only around 1 ppm, 1 part per million and that is because hydrogen is so light that it is not attracted by the Earth's gravity it just escapes into space Almost all hydrogen on earth exists in a molecular form, such as water or organic compounds in plants and our body. Hydrogen can form single covalent bonds with most non-metallic elements, with oxygen it can form water and with carbon it forms hydrocarbons such as petroleum oil and, and other organic compounds. Hydrogen also takes part in what is called acid base reactions and there it can form a negative ion or an anion by accepting an electron or a positive ion known as a cation by donating an electron. Hydrogen is used for production of a wide range of products from fertilisers and butter, to automotive diesel and rocket fuel. Because there is no natural source of hydrogen in useful form and in useful quantities, it has to be produced from something else. At this moment, most hydrogen is produced from natural gas or LNG by steam reforming, and another method is by electrolysis of water. Steam reforming is a high temperature process in which steam reacts with a hydrocarbon fuel, and many types can be reformed to produce hydrogen, fossil fuels such as natural gas, gas oil, and coal, but also renewable fuels, a biomass formed by the so-called fissure drops processes. In the future episode on renewable fuels I will go into detail about the chemistry behind these processes. Now about electrolysis. Water can be separated into oxygen and hydrogen by using electric current. Water is decomposed in hydrogen ions and hydroxide ions which move to oppositely charged electrodes are liberated there as a gas. This process functions like a fuel cell but then in reverse. Uh, Instead of using the energy of a hydrogen molecule to produce water, and that's what a fuel cell does, electrolysis turns water into hydrogen. Hydrogen is a colorless gas, but the production of hydrogen is classified in a spectrum of colors these colors correspond to the greenhouse gas emission profile of both the energy source and the production process green hydrogen is produced by a method that does not cause any greenhouse gas, gas emissions so electrolysis of water and the electricity that is needed comes from renewable sources such as wind or sunlight blue hydrogen is produced from steam reforming of a hydrocarbon fuel whereby the carbon dioxide that is emitted is captured and stored so not released to the atmosphere gray hydrogen is produced also by steam reforming and the resulting CO2 emission is released to the atmosphere. Then there's brown hydrogen, sometimes called black hydrogen. And that's made of coal via gasification. This process releases large amounts of CO2 into the atmosphere. Then there are some less common hydrogen colors, pink hydrogen is made by nuclear energy as the power source. Sometimes there's a discussion whether nuclear energy is renewable, yes or not. And the arguments in favor are that nuclear energy has no greenhouse gas emissions and a small land footprint compared to solar or wind energy but from scientific point of view or chemistry point of view since the energy source is uranium and that's of course not renewable so it all depends from which side you look at it. Then there's turquoise hydrogen and turquoise is a color between blue and green their hydrogen is produced from Methane pyrolysis and the other byproduct is, is solid carbon, so no CO2. The electricity driving pyrolysis is renewable, and if the feedstock is methane from renewable sources such as biomethane, then the process is zero carbon. The last one you might come across is yellow hydrogen and that is made by electrolysis using energy sources of mixed origin, so both fossil and renewable. Hydrogen is a zero carbon fuel and not a greenhouse gas, so at first glance it appears like the perfect candidate to replace the current carbon-based fuels. Hydrogen can be used to produce energy in several ways. You can burn it in an internal combustion engine where it produces water and energy. It can be used for nuclear fusion. This is what powers the sun. Our sun basically is a giant nuclear reactor converting hydrogen into helium plus energy. Or it can be used in hydrogen fuel cells where it produces electrical energy without a need for combustion. Hydrogen fuel cells combine oxygen and hydrogen and turn it into water so basically the reverse of uh, electrolysis and thereby they release electricity. Fuel cells have a higher uh, thermodynamic efficiency than internal combustion engines about 50% for fuel cells and 25% for combustion engines. But there's one major problem with hydrogen. It does not exist on Earth in a, in a useful form, so it must be produced first, and this requires a lot of energy. That's because of the strong covalent bond between the two hydrogen atoms in the hydrogen molecule, where the dissociation energy of this hydrogen bond is 435 kilojoules per mole of hydrogen. So producing hydrogen costs more energy than what's obtained by burning it or using it in a fuel cell. This is why hydrogen is not an energy source but it's an energy carrier. And there's some other problems Um, for using combustion engines, hydrogen needs to be stored at very high pressures. And then there's the safety issue. Hydrogen is an extremely flammable gas. Some of you might have heard about the Hindenburg disaster in 1937, where the uh, the Zeppelin uh, Hindenburg exploded and that marked the abrupt end of uh, hydrogen as as used in, in airships. Hydrogen only contributes to clean up carbon emissions if it's produced using zero carbon energy. So in other words solar or wind energy or nuclear or hydropower. So it will play the biggest role in countries that have a big surplus of these inexpensive electricity from hydroelectric or nuclear sources. And we think about countries like Canada, Norway or France. Other countries depend on solar and wind energy. This was Chemistry is Everywhere. Hope you enjoyed it and look forward to have you on the next episode. If you liked it, please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. See you next time.